Hi fans, I'm Todd Tondera. Welcome to my thrifting audio diary. I scour secondhand stores searching for interesting artifacts, useful unusuals, trendy trinkets, cool collectibles, good garbage, and all-around helpful items I could utilize in my daily life. My mission is to do all this while spending the least amount of money. In my thrifting travels, I like to bring along a friend to hunt by my side. This week, I welcome back the ever-charismatic Josh Last Call Larkin. I'm sentimentally attached to things you have forgotten. It's time to get thrifty. Hey, who said you could come in here? something before we started to record that uh we're actually a video game tag team at this point yeah i think that's that's how it works is the uh the old school wwe 2k16 that's where last call larkin originated from was i needed a a gimmick for my video game character Uh Uh, and i bartended at that time so now that uh, that I've been doing it and dicking around on it for, <laughs> for way too long, uh, I've been like, you know what? I've gone for every belt other than the tag team belts. And, and you need a tag team partner. I got to have somebody that's got my back. What do I look like in the game? I haven't made you yet. It's oh, just okay. it's, a, it's a vision that I have. A vision. I like it. I like yeah. it. And I also appreciate it's a year it's 2 years old the game at this point. It's not the new one, it's the one before it. It's I'm invested in my career. I don't have time to re up on that shit every year. Yeah, I've, that's true. I've got true. a good thing going. Yeah, that's true. So that's cool. Do we have like a manager or a valet or anything or are we just are we just, like are you the mic skills? Are you the like? Who am I gonna be? I know I'm gonna be like. The vision is I'm your tag team partner champion. Am I gonna be like? What's my whole vibe in comparison to yours? I think it's a it's a it's mostly the thrift store vibe. Okay. Like the last guy who's in the bar yeah. just automatically becomes your best friend a lot of times. <laughs> <laughs> That's I, sort of like how we became friends, really. Yeah. Like the last person on earth that i talked to before i might off myself that's how we <laughs> and it was just <laughs> who could talk me off the ledge yeah in our travels uh we ended last episode talking about the wrestling vhs that we found and this isn't just a wrestling centric podcast no but we did find some wrestlers the last time we were out there was a lot of wrestling gear and it all depends we touched on it briefly last time but it all depends on just who happened to be making the donation and mm-hmm. what their kids were into when they had given up on this shit. Yeah, because the, the, the places that we thrift, we just kind of wait around for them to bring out new stuff. So whatever was dropped off that day is maybe two hours later we're seeing it in front of us. But we did find two wrestlers. Josh actually found them and gave them to me. Um, they were two like mid-2000, like... I guess bad guys, heels, right? Super crazy was a heel. Yeah, during uh, yeah a real down period a, in the uh, the overall trajectory of wrestling. Like it's, I think we're at a high point now, but it was yeah tough. 
Yeah, it was like 2005-ish, like, 6-ish to like 2012, 13. And that's, yeah, about the era that I had kind of walked away because I was yeah. in college and I was like you're trying to be more interesting than my wrestling fandom. Yeah. So, <laughs> we like, all tried to be bigger yeah. than it once upon a time. Back off of it just a little bit for college. Let me put on airs. Like attempt to, attempt to be a normie for just like a second. Yeah. Just like you need a taste of it and you're like, nah, I can't. It all comes out. So I found, well, Josh found and gave to me uh, Carlito Cologne. Um, he appears as though that this this guy had it. Uh, if you're not familiar with our furry-headed friend, he ate an apple and spit it at it, people he didn't like. That was his gimmick, is if you weren't cool, he spit an apple, apple at, at you, you. And that was his whole thing. I didn't realize that apples were solely indigenous to the Caribbean, but... But we sort of found that out the that hard was, way. That was the gimmick, yeah. So we got Carlito here, and... Um, yeah, it looks like he would come with an apple. We did not get that apple, but he's <laughs> he's in really good shape. Um, super crazy, not in as good of shape, but still very uh, commendable shape. Neither the action figure or the human. Yeah, <laughs> at this point. And it was the era of wrestling that they were taking the hoods off all the dudes, except for Mysterio, because they put the hood back on Mysterio. Yeah, all the good-looking luchadors and super crazy had to take their masks off. <laughs> yeah, unfortunately, <laughs> he was the only one that wasn't like... He's like, really, guys? Come on, you're going to do me like this? Yeah, but he decided to like scream a lot, and so that was like his thing that's like, well, if I can't be pretty... I'm going to, like, just scream. I'm super crazy. Relatable. That's yeah. a relatable trait. So, yeah, we got two two wrestling guys to add to my collection. The next thing is wrestling related. I, I was looking at this certain part of the, the store we were at, and I was digging through some, like, random bins. Um, I came across, like, some cups here, some plates, some silverware. What else did I find? Like, a lot of, like, random books and shoes that weren't all that cool. And I kind of left that side of the room. But Josh um, went back over. So I originally missed this. And this could have been miss of the day that ended up in someone's cart. But thankfully, that's not how how time had had it for us. It wasn't a plan. It was just sheer boredom while I was waiting for them to bring out the new stuff. And I was like, I'll just go look at that stuff that Todd looked at. Yeah. So what i ha holding in my left hand here is a Stone Cold Steve Austin. Uh, it's a, a water bottle. It has the the plastic thing, so it goes up and down, and you can hear it. It's got the that. straw. Yeah, the cap. It's fully intact. Yeah, sorry if I blew out any of your ears, <laughs> but you're just getting ready for a wild ride, and that's part of it. And um, it has the sticker on the side of it. So I don't know that this was used. It did collect some dust, which was easily either blow offable or just like wipe, quick wipe down. Or just just drink it up. Drink just it up. Breathe it right in. Um, so it's in really really good shape. And underneath of it, uh, those of you from like Western PA, uh, Pennsylvania area will know this, but maybe not so much from uh, further reach. But Hills, it still has the original Hills sticker on it. Two ninety nine at Hills. Hills is where the toys are, and your old Stone Cold cups. Mm -hmm. The reason why it was a little bit obtuse to me is it's branded in nineteen ninety eight World Championship Wrestling, a Time Warner company, all rights reserved. WCW and NWO are trademarks of World Championship Wrestling. This is a WWE fucking thingamabob. In ninety ninety, or I'm sorry, nineteen ninety eight. Yeah. WCW was still its own separate thing. So I don't know, but you had mentioned something that I, I thought about 
it was probably like just like a, a messed up one or like a printed something was printed wrong because that's what stuff what Hills was. It was for two ninety nine. Just, like, $2. just it, it, you had that bin at Hills where they just were like we don't fucking know. Yeah, like, have fun with it. Yeah, and, uh, I looked up that piece and it goes about like ten bucks, fifteen bucks. But I didn't see any with a sticker on it because that they one still all has. Misprints? Um, I don't know. That's a good question. I don't think so. But this sticker here. I didn't see any of those stickers on that. So either it, A, told me that those were used, or maybe it just didn't. It doesn't look dishwasher safe. Yeah, so I don't know. So this is the only one I found with a sticker on it, so I don't know if that makes it like better or worse, but it definitely <laughs> has WCW shit on it, if and Austin Cold, was not yeah, that. in an alternate reality. Mm-hmm. So moving over to, I think, think something a little bit similar, but it was an action figure, but it was of... Dr. Ian Malcolm from this, Jurassic Park. This was my suggested find of the day because who doesn't love a Jeff Goldblum action figure? Yeah, and Josh knocked it out of the park when he saw it. He's like, does it come with like a like some sort of like – it looks like the figure is wearing these really sick shades and some sort of like apparatus on it, and his hands are formed as if to grab something. It looks like, he, yeah, he's got like the vroom vroom motion on both his hands. Yeah, so it was either like – He's not, like, driving a motorcycle, so we decided that it had to be some kind of, like, hang glider or something, and that's exactly what it was. I looked it up, and uh, Dr. Ian Malcolm here, it, he comes with his hang glider. We didn't find the hang glider, unfortunately, but this is from The Lost World. Yeah, before Jurassic Park sucked and before it got better. Yeah, um, it was, it was, uh, and that's what I didn't remember, and we kind of talked about that a little bit, too. I didn't. I had forgotten that The Lost World was the second one. Yeah, The Lost World just... I had always remembered it was Jurassic Park 2, and then I thought The Lost World was Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. With the Spinosaurus and the shitty plot. Yeah, but that was actually earlier on because that's when he had that, like, kid, right? Yeah, that was that was the second one where... And that's why I think he's doing stunts is because his daughter has a scene where she, like, does gymnastics, and I think she kicks a, a velociraptor, or she scares off the velociraptor somehow, some way. Uh huh. But I don't remember a scene where he hang glides. Yeah. At any point well, in time, I, but I don't. know. This is slightly after. Remember when like extreme sports were big? Yeah. Like like ex- this was sort of like after that though. I feel like so like because there was this era where it was just like yeah you want to like dirt bike you want to like skateboard. That was the variant of any action figure you needed to sell more of. Like, oh, we've got, like, you know, Ian Malcolm as, you know, regular doctor. Like, fuck it, put him on a dirt bike. Like, the geeks weren't cool yet, basically. So they had to, like, make him, like, more masculine, I suppose. This is before, yeah, anybody other than Gina Davis wanted to fuck. Yeah. Yeah, Jeff Goldblum. Unfortunately. But um, in box with the hang glider, $19. Not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all, and it's well worth the money just to get the hang glider. Mm-hmm. I I want to see if he actually glides. If you were like to throw him across the room, that's a concern of mine. Would he actually glide, or is he just gonna plow directly into the ground like the dinosaurs meteor? I think if you gave me, if you gave me an honest go at it, like a like five to seven feet, if even if it like was just a, a like a downward crest of a glide, I'd be like, that's fine because like. In action figure world, like, the top of the couch down to the floor is, like, uh, a damn, like, mountain into, like, this, like, crevasse, you know? Like, so, like, that's fine. 
I remember just as a That's kid fine. being so disappointed that my Ninja Turtle blimp that I got for Christmas, mm-hmm. it didn't actually fly at all. It just sat on the ground. You had to mm. pretend. I was like, it's not a blimp then. It's yeah. But if you could actually hang glide a little, if just a little bit of air, I'd settle mm-hmm. for that. You know what probably could make a good parachute? I didn't buy it for obvious reasons. But did you remember that jacket that was like fucking made out of paper that I put on? Oh, yeah. You came over while I was talking to the record guy yeah. in that jacket. I had this jacket. It was like maybe a cyclist jacket of some sort. But I had found it in just like a mound of clothes, and I was picking through it, and I put it on. It was literally a piece of paper. I even made Josh like touch it. I was like, I don't know what this is made out of. It was weird. It was like if you had just somehow sewn a zipper onto like a good plastic bag from a store and like yeah. it wasn't anything i would ever imagine cycling in like i think you would just get destroyed but where i found the jeff goldblum action figure it was in like this this plastic bin with a lot of different like soldiers like confederate soldiers gi joe wannabe sort of things but um what i was actually looking for and it sort of like triggered nostalgia big time uh, when I was younger, I had these, they weren't G.I. Joes, they were called uh, the Core, and you would buy them sometimes by like the half dozen, and they would come on the, the typical like cardboard backs with plastic, they would hang on the shelf, but boy, they had different eras, and like sometimes they were in space, Sometimes they were, like, underwater. Sometimes they were, like, cowboys. And it was the same boys that you knew and loved, but they had, like, different attires all the time. And I've been trying to find those because when I was little, and, like, we didn't always have, like, the most money or anything. And, like, I had wrestlers here and there, but wrestlers were, like, ten bucks a pop Mm -hmm. sometimes. So I would make every action figure or anything like that wrestle. Everything wrestled. I wasn't a big weapons guy. Like, sure, they had weapons and swords and guns and grenades. That was, like, never my thing because I'm just like, let's fight with fists. (laughs) Let's get it settled like men. And all their, uh, like, limbs, like, all their arms were perfect for choke slams. And they had, like, this, like, uh, it was sort of like a rubber band, like, elastic band inside of it. And so they were, like, really bendy. And so they bent at the knees, they bent at the elbows, and you could make them power bomb for days. <laughs> for days. And I love those old dudes, and I've been looking for them. I found two. And one of the guys that I found, I remember having as a kid, and I named him Mad Hatter, because basically he just had a hat. And that you, was the one with the hat. You showed me this guy, because I didn't remember the core. I was unfamiliar completely. Yeah, it's a deep cut. It's got to be. Yeah, and when you showed me, I was like, I could absolutely see how you could use these guys, because they were, they're really gimmicky. Yeah, and they were like, you could use them for whatever, because I had this one guy, Marcus, that I remember. Don't know why I named him Marcus, but... He was like the, I made him like my sort of like fighting champion and every sort of like holiday, it would be a different, like, like it would be the same mold, but he would be painted different. So I'm like new attire, baby. Yeah. Showing up big time for the pay-per-view. Yeah. The pay-per-views. And I had like (laughs) this guy that, that kind of looked like a janitor and I called him like Lenny. The, the dude with the mohawk was like the punk boy. And I was like, this is who I want to be one day. So I named him Bad Boy because I was like, yeah, that's... (laughs) I'm a bad boy, too. (laughs) Yeah, and, like, he was was the bad guy, but he also did, like, 
street level friendly stuff. So like to describe street level friendly. <laughs> yeah, like I'm so like his like his interests were just like, yeah, I'm a bad dude. But like if somebody sort of like helped him, he'd be like, I'll help you in a fight because like we're neighbors. We're the fam. You gotta hold it down for the community. Yeah, like yeah. so like the like, you know, some there was a punk community even in those dudes there. Um, the only one that had a crossover between a real wrestler was Alundra Blaze, because I had a blonde girl. And that makes sense. Yeah. To have all those random dudes, Mad Hatter and Bad Boy, yeah. and Alundra Blaze. Yeah, and what sucked about it was there wasn't a lot of, like, uh, there wasn't, like, a lot of female characters, because it was all just, like, masculine, like, army dudes and the shit court. like that. Yeah, all dudes. Yeah, so that was unfortunate. So, like, I think... And I wasn't thinking this at the time, but I think looking back, the reason why I named her that is because I'm like, she's like the only female here. And I like, I'm not just going to like good girl. I like, can name her after my sister or Alundra Blaze. Yeah. We're the only two females I know. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just like Alundra Blaze was like a badass. So I was yeah. like Alundra Blaze. Um, I had like, and I had two of the same guy and boy, is it hard to explain, but, um, they had like it was sort of like a stormtrooper esque look to them, but think of a stormtrooper like uh, like helmet that just went down to the top of their lip. So it was like a stormtrooper to their lip, and then you could see there were a human being underneath. They're a luchador stormtrooper. Sort of, yeah. sort of, but they had sort of like a moon vibe, and their shoes like they were like thicker. So I'm like, it's like an astronaut, but I had two of the same guys. And I would run, like, interesting wrestling storylines <laughs> with both of them, like the twin magic bullshit. Like, one of them would be down, and then the other one... the other guy in. Yeah, it would pull his boy out and then roll in, and then when the guy would, like, get on top of him, little did he know that it was his, his brother. It's the fresh man. But uh, I could just go on. I could have a whole podcast about Help the Help Todd rebuild this federation. Yeah, but they're, guys, they're like G.I. Joes, but they were, like, the cheap knockoffs. And I'm... I don't know if they are a deep cut, but like anywhere I look, when I find them, I found some that they ship from Japan, and they're like, uh, they're like a dollar each, and they come in lots of eight, so it's like eight bucks, but the shipping is twelve bucks, so you're like twenty dollars for eight things, and like I'll be honest, if I even got them for free, I wouldn't know what the hell to do with them, <laughs> so like I don't know what to do with them anyway, but boy. I miss him. <laughs> I'd call your dad and ask him if he could find the old Federation notebook where you kept track of everything and oh, see if you could find yeah. it. I had an issue with that. <laughs> I would like keep track of like make them fight each other and do these like there was some like there was some extreme sports to them talking about extreme sports. Sometimes I do like some spots with them where they like ride in on on this like gray motorcycle I had and like do a little flip and Ian Malcolm should have shown up. He's already ready for the dirt bike. And he's always already the same size too. Yeah, he's perfect. He's all clad in leather, rocking the shades. Mhm. But I digress. That was that was my relationship with the core. But my relationship with you guys, I feel like it's only going to get bigger because we are live on iTunes. So go to wherever you get your podcasts. Type in Thrifty. We're live all across all the podcast apps. So do that now. So if you just know us by this link, know us in a better and more close-knit way. Thank you. Let's make friends. <laughs> yeah, let's make friends. Um, so Josh mentioned it. 
uh, the, at the top of the show, we were talking about all the media that we've been finding, and that's why I invite him back on to be a part of the second episode. Um, we found a lot of media last time and some vinyl this time that I thought was like really, really interesting. And we both sort of have the same story with the same guy. Um, and with this guy, I sort of uh, came across this old crate, which seemed like just like old moldy records and i was like flipping through it and it did have a stink to it it definitely had a stink to it and i came through with uh yeah throw me that record over here you can find it i came through and i actually this is what i offered josh to trade for that stone cold water bottle it was a fair up trade considering the condition if it was in better condition i might not have but yeah i feel you um, so I found the Doors, the Soft Parade, and it's from 69. And I have uh, recently found out when I sat down, I was just like, well, there is no stink in the room. And I was just like, I think he did the due diligence of cleaning this up. I did. I uh, My mom has thankfully found an obsession with essential oils. So I've gotten <laughs> all these things. And when I got it, it had just stunk up everything. Yeah. Uh, but I cleaned the vinyl. The jacket is just, it's, I think they're professional term is roached yeah uh, but the vinyl the vinyl was it's salvageable something. yeah so i saved it i cleaned it up and uh i did what i could with the uh the cover i sprinkled a little essential oil on it just to take some of like that grandma must out of it but it's the original pressing it is uh original pressing uh 69 fantastic uh record too it's got tell all the people touch me shaman's blues do it easy ride easy rides a sick one and that side with um, and then on the, the, the B side to it, Wild Child Running Blue, Wishful Sinful, The Soft Parade. Doors a- is mandatory for any record collection yeah. that you're going to build back up. You have to have some mm-hmm. doors in there. It's just. But the, the, the record itself is actually in pretty good shape. Yeah, it is. Uh, when I initially found it, it was it was almost as funky as the cover. Mm-hmm. Because it was in like a, a, uh, a crate that had been like caught in a flood. Yeah. Um, and so it just had mildew and just gross stuff growing on it. Mm-hmm. But for what I paid for it, I cleaned it up and it plays perfectly. And when I found it, there was like this weird like record guy... And I guess if you're into vinyl, if, you, if you've been to record shops, you know who I'm talking about. That guy that's there. He exists everywhere. Yeah, he came up like real close behind me and he's like, hey, wait, wait, is those some <laughs> records? And I was like, they are records. Yes, yes, sir, they are records. And he was just like, okay, they're cool. Yeah. And he was like roughly like three feet away. What you looking at? And he was like, I think he was fiddling with Christmas lights, if I can remember, like just looking through them. And I'm just like, I don't know, man. I don't know if you need to be this close per se. I don't really know you that well. But anyway, I did grab Josh that and trade him for uh, the Stone Cold Waterball. Yeah, you would kind of, I saw you walking towards me holding a record. And I was like, ooh, what's that? Mm-hmm. And then as you came up, you're like, hey, I found this for you. And I checked mm-hmm. it out. And I was like, hey, I got something for you. It's a Stone Cold cup. It was a perfect little Yeah, swap. perfect switch. And then you later on found some 45s. Yeah, I uh, I actually I went back to the same crate that you were kind of digging around in, and at that point in time it had moved like position. Somebody picked it up and set it back down. Um, and as I was looking through it, I was kind of digging through the like the flood cover, just mildewy 33s. There wasn't anything that great. Yeah. But on the back half, there were a bunch of 45s that were in good shape. And as I got to the 45s, 
record guy crept up next to me. Yeah. And it's weird that we, you could tell your story, but it's weird that we kind of have a similar one and we weren't around each other during this part. No, he put on a little soft parade as he walked towards me and pretended to look at shit and just slowly <laughs> inched towards me. Um, and I had taken a couple of the 45s because I saw them. I'm used to those guys. Like, yeah. And so I set my stuff like in a position where I clearly, these are the ones I want out of mm-hmm. the shit that I'm looking at. Um, and he inched up next to me and he's like, you, uh, you like records? And I was like, yeah, I like records. Like, well, I'm mm-hmm. looking at them. Like, of course I like records. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, oh, I collect them. And I was like, how interesting. That's fantastic. Somebody should make you a plaque. Wow. Yeah. yeah like that's a record. Collector. A record. I've never met one in of you thrift before. Store. <laughs> what? Whoa. Oh, my God. Uh, so as he's like standing there, he's, you know, continues to, I'm just diffusing everything mm-hmm. the best I can. And, uh, he's like, Oh, I got, uh, I got so many, I collect so much stuff. He's like, I try not to come into the thrift store. And I'm like, what the fuck are you doing You're here? You're in the thrift store. And why are you here talking to... Like, I'm actually... You're talking about something that you just actively say you're not trying to do the best as possible, but now not only are you doing it, but you're sharing it with me. It's like somebody, if they're drinking a vodka tonic at the bar, and you're like, you know, I don't drink anymore. I really shouldn't. It's dangerous for me. And you're like, then get the fuck away from me. Like, it's last call Larkin, baby. Head out, brother. Yeah. Uh, so I was just like, okay, yeah. And I was like putting some 45s to yeah. the side. And he saw that I was doing that, and he's like, hey, you uh, you got anything good? And I'm like, yeah, I have things that are good. I set them aside. Like, I'm not just buying the shitty versions of My friend's albums. over there if you want to show him some shitty things. Right. <laughs> like, yeah. And so I had set some stuff aside, and he's like, uh, can, I, can I look at those? And I was like, you mean the ones I'm buying? <laughs> I, I mean, this is about it. Do you want to confirm that this is a good purchase for me? Like, I appreciate that. You could, I mean, this is about all we're doing here. Yeah. But it was great because everything he picked up, he's like, oh, that's a good one. Oh, that's a good one. And he affirmed my Beach Boys, yeah. which is an original pressing of Sloop John B. And mm-hmm. if the 45s aren't worth anything, but, I no. mean, they're still good. And But this guy, I was just like, you got a Simon and Garfunkel one too, right? Yeah, I got yeah. Um, uh, Sound of Silence, which uh, when sad. I initially, yeah, it's sad. so sad. I love Simon and Garfunkel, but mm-hmm. one of the more depressing groups to come out of that era. Mm-hmm. Um, and when I saw Sound of Silence, I was just like, oh, like this is a great song, but I don't need to listen to it because it's my mm-hmm. life. And then I flipped it over, and the B side of it is Homeward Bound, mm-hmm. um, which is a great, like, uplifting Simon and yeah. Garfunkel song. And I love that song, and I was like, absolutely. And that's an original pressing, too. That and uh, the Beach Boys were both, both, both original pressings. Both great finds, then. Yeah. And um, my find that was also uh, vinyl, I actually got mine independently because A, like, uh, I guess for those not familiar with the area, Pittsburgh area, we have this thing called like cash and culture and what it is it's like you buy video games cds it's sort of like an exchange if you're familiar with an exchange but a bit more like a vintagey vibe to it and this cash and culture by my place was actually going out of business and they had 50 percent off some stuff so i was like let's pick up some good finds here so what you've actually been listening to in the background that we've been talking over is uh uh, music from Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> it's so good. And it's as performed by the Electric Moog Orchestra. And uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind, the original music was by John Williams. And John Williams did stuff with, like, 
Jaws and Star Wars. And I guess the Electric Moog Orchestra was like, we can make this even like weirder than it was. So this is like, this is, you're actually hearing what I bought. My hope is that you were uh, stoned at this point of the podcast, and then you heard it in the background, but thought you heard it. No idea it's going on. Yeah. Just freaking out on the bus or subway. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God, man. That was the intention, but um, I got it uh, for uh, like a couple bucks, and it's actually, um, if you look online, it's like from like 12 to 15 bucks, so it, it was it was cool to get for a couple of dollars. And um, I actually have uh, the original pressing of Close Encounters of the Third Kind on VHS. And then I have um, like a special edition version, which I don't like as much because it was like later and it's not as cool. But um, yeah, that was our like media finds. That's a good compliment to the VHS tape. And there's not a whole lot going on out there where cash and culture is anymore. So good (laughs) that somebody at least paid them a visit because they're a good store. Yeah. And speaking about VHS and speaking about music, I got uh, a couple of uh, of older, cooler tapes. First and foremost, get right into this to put into perspective here. We got Ozzy on the cover of this VHS, like going fucking crazy. He's in like glitter and smoke. That's when he had some blonde in his hair, so he was like pinnacle badass. Yeah, when you look back on it now, he looks like an angry soccer mom from yeah, that sure. era. But, but at that, the he time, was a fucking badass. Yeah. And so this is a on CBS Fox, uh, and CBS Fox is, is usually older uh, print, but this one actually is from 1986. And this is the Ultimate Aussie. Um, the Ultimate Aussie is Aussie's legendary live show, plus more. Aussie's, Aussie's, li- Aussie's larger-than-life quest for <laughs> ultimate vision. Ultimate vision is in quotes. Catapults you through 15 outrageous concept and concert performances that take you beyond your wildest fantasies. Ooh. From the classic Sabbath-era Ozzy to the spectacular 1986 Ultimate Sin, and they bolded Ultimate Sin? I think that's because I think that's what the cover art is from, is Ultimate Sin. Ultimate Sin, so they're just like, that's a that's a thing to note. Uh, tour. This home video puts you in front, of, front row at the show, witnessed alive in the unbelievable master in all his glory. From beginning to end, this is the Ultimate Ozzy. And so it's a pretty fucking wild tape. I'll be honest with you. I saw about half of it. Um, See the master in all his glory. Yeah, I saw the master in all his glory. And um, but I was really proud of this because it's like it's rare to find like music on tape and CBS CBS Fox. I keep saying CVS because that's a pharmacy that I get my meds from. But <laughs> CBS Fox. CBS Fox was a thing at one point. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I have like a collection of CBS Fox. VHS, so that was like I was like, well, that's that's added collection. Now this MF or Mama Jamma here is, uh, I believe it's actually from '95. Oh God, the Deluxe Ultimate Aquarium Video, six hours edition. Can you imagine going over and somebody's six hours of aquarium? Yeah, I put that on for the boys. I put this on for the boys. I watched a little bit of this. And I was just like, I'm going to save it for the boys. And that's like a consistent problem that I have with the boys is the boys never just want to kick back and watch the aquarium video. But um, we all know we, we live in like the YouTube era 
the Netflix era of everything. So when you want to put on a screensaver, you just like pop, you just put in there like Christmas fucking log on fire, baby. Put on that that Yule log and just let me go six hours with company over. Yeah. And so we do that. And this back in the day, you want an aquarium? You just put it on. You just put it in your VHS. Turns your TV into one. The whole thing. You don't have to worry about it. Is mm-hmm. it just one aquarium, like for no. six straight hours? Man, no, no, no. These were these were. This was a a, a great time for aquarium video uh, videography, featuring over sixty tanks, over one hundred colorful fish and sea creatures. That's a bullshit ratio. <laughs> yeah, it's Six, a bullshit ratio. Sixty tanks and a hundred fish. Like, there's probably a hundred and like three fish. I uh, maybe. But still, like, are they just beta fish? Look, or? there's some renditions on the back. Trust me, I okay. saw some of this. I tried to save it, but here, you read it yourself. I mean, it's like there. All right, n- uh, now you can turn any TV into a colorful, exotic seascape with Deluxe Aquarium mm-hmm. Ultimate Aquarium Video. Oh, Ultimate Deluxe. No, it's Deluxe Ultimate. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and Deluxe is all capitalized. Oh, for sure, yeah. Sell that home. Pop this into your VCR and you'll know right away why many people find aquariums so relaxing. But unlike regular aquarium owners, you won't have to change the water, clean the tank, or feed the fish. I think you should have to. If you're the kind of pretentious person <laughs> who puts this on, I think a hundred fish should just shit all over your floor. I mean, I'll tell you what. That's a great, like, it's a bad party joke, but it's a good party joke. Say you have, like, a fish screensaver on, and you're trying to, like, impress somebody. You do, like, you pick up the, like, I'm going to feed the fish. And you, like, feed the fish, and that yeah. gets, like, a little laugh like, there. Ha-ha. That might get, like... An in-joke to a conversation about fish later. That's a CBS joke. Speaking of, like, the CBS Fox yeah. tape, that's a CBS joke. Like, yeah. that absolutely kills Throw on Big in. Bang Theory. What you don't know is for, like, a year and a half to two years, I loved aquariums. I had two of them. See, I bought my daughter one when she was little. She's going to be 10 next <laughs> month. Every fish has died except for a loach, Oof. which is, like, the ghetto version of an eel. It's like a bootleg yeah. eel. And it doesn't fucking do anything. Nah. This thing has lived for nine years, and it just continues. And it lives with her grandma, and she won't <laughs> kill the fish. She's like, yeah. she won't do anything to harm this thing. It just keeps going. I remember uh, one night. I actually still have one of my aquariums. I still have some fish in it. I, I put it back in my mom's place. But long story short, I had these two badass aquariums and i had a a really big fish which i named the big show i actually got it from a friend of mine unfortunately his grandfather passed and he was like i don't know what to do with this fucking fish you have a tank do you want another i'm like well yeah i want another one fuck yeah so it was this big ass sand dollar and it like for all intents and purposes i'm not really sure why it got i mean sand dollars get very big but like the fish he was with didn't get that big he just decided to and he was like really cool, but he really had uh, like a rough go at it because sometimes he would like he like some kind of tremor would happen, and he would dart back and forth, and you could actually hear his like face hit off the glass because it was like click click. I didn't know that sand dollars were even capable of like darting. They, like I yeah. thought it was like a starfish thing. Um, one morning I was I got up because I was going to work, and I found him on the floor. And I was like, what the hell happened? And I'm like, don't say, don't tell me this guy's dead. And I put him in the water and he was just covered in like carpet fuzz because he probably Mm -hmm. didn't, and he sank right to the bottom, but I could still see he was breathing a little bit, but he sank right to the bottom. Like, 
this dude's dead. He's gone. Now you're gonna have to sell him at a gift shop. Yeah, I got. I went home. He was fine. I went home from work that day. I don't know what had happened, but he was. All, I mean, he was in water the whole day, so he's clean and he was swimming like he always does. And I'm like, oh my god. You saved him. I wonder if that's one of if they count that as one of the 100 colorful fish and sea creatures Maybe. in here. There's probably one tucked in. But I love that it says like it encourages you know yeah. to put this on as like an entertainment thing. Mm-hmm. It's uh it's full of contemporary jazz and it says uses atmospheric background music when leisurely dining or Hell to help yeah. you unwind. Let go of Hell stress yeah. at the end of the day. You get but, some Burger King, you yeah. know, put it up on the TV tray. You know, invite the boys over. It says, it says, turn down the sound, tune your own favorite music. Like, yeah. turn it down, put on some RTJ, kick back, yeah. relax with the aquarium. Put up, put on the, the fucking uh, Close Encounters of the Third Kind by the Electric Moog Orchestra. Um, if you've got a good sack of weed, this mm-hmm. aquarium <laughs> tape and that album and six hours. Night. Hang out with me. That's all you. I, I love, please hang out with that's, me. I'm going to update every dating profile. That's my perfect date now. Yeah. <laughs> Just let's just smoke some grass and fucking listen to the third kind and watch an aquarium tape. <laughs> yeah, you're gonna not get a lot of hits, but the hits you do get, I mean, I like to have a very specific yeah, market. Yeah, but anyway, that fish eventually did die, and I, I yeah, he's dead. <laughs> and I put him in a like, um, like Knob Creek. I bought like expensive whiskey, yeah, and Knob Creek used to come in like those like wooden boxes, sort of. Yeah, I know. And I had a bird at the time, and I was basically like, "Well, this is either going to be a bird coffin or a fish coffin. Whoever dies first, the fish died first. Um, I was really drunk when he did. I noticed that he. Died. That's why they sell it like that. Cause they're like, if you're going to drink this whiskey, you're going to get drunk enough to kill something. Yeah. <laughs> Here's a coffin to go and along with I it. I was I was drunk AF. And my boy Jake came over, and I was like, "Man, something happened." And he's like, "What? What happened?" I'm like, "Big Show died." And then he's like, "Where is he?" And I'm like, "I put him in the freezer," because he like I didn't know what to do because it was night, and I was like, "I don't know what to do right now." Because it was night. Like, <laughs> <laughs> he might rise from the grave. Yeah, like, so I put him in the freezer. And so he was in a plastic bag in the freezer, and when I woke up, I put the plastic bag in that, like, fish coffin, and I just walked down to the middle of the woods, and I didn't bury it. I just put the fish coffin in the middle of the woods, and still to this day, no joke, when I think about, like, my own life and, like, what I wanted to do with it and where I was going, I was living by myself, I always remembered, I was like... Your dreams died the night the big show died. You put a dead sand dollar <laughs> in a whiskey box and left them in the woods. Yeah. And still to this day, I think about Monroeville, Pennsylvania, and I think about going back into the woods and see where he is. I, I See, I've never been into geocaching, but if somebody was like, somewhere in the woods is this and that handwritten story yeah. of how he came to be, mm-hmm. I would go for that shit. Well, that's how we came to be this evening. Uh, big show. Um, R.I.P. If, if you're in fish heaven or fish hell, or if you're like me and don't believe in any of that, goodbye forever. But we actually will be back after the break. Stick around. We got a couple of cool finds of the day.
doing? <laughs> what are you Stop. doing? What? 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 You, what? There's a dinosaur in our backyard. I'm gonna tell you what it is. No, you tell me. Always tell me no, no, no. Here, I will tell you exactly what it is. You have to serve him dinner. He won't be up all night. It's the stupid fish tank. It is not the fish tank. It is that they put something over Benjamin. Please stop pushing me. It isn't. It isn't. Just turn it off. tell you you were in a dream I had all our friends were in the backyard everyone was wearing black then right there you stopped me you asked did anyone have sex I stammered no I I don't think so you sighed keep this to yourself this is how we act I think of all the future songs I'll write about the past But someone sad somewhere will click repeat To make these feelings last Like there's a closet in my brain Where I can hide There is no back The insanity of doing the same thing Over and over till I collapse Hopping, bone bouncing, pumpkin throwing, <laughs> a couple of awesome finds. It was of the going day. well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. At first, I wasn't sure which one I wanted to to use as find of the day, but they're kind of themed similarly, so I wanted to package them together. I love just weird Halloween shit. Uh, we touched on it in the first episode, yeah. of, like Halloween shit. When I see it, although spooky shit, the one thing I openly yeah. refer to as fucking garbage yeah. right before you decided to purchase <laughs> it. <but. laughs> yeah, like 
he, he he's trying to be my boy over here. He's like, yeah, I'll look for stuff for you and everything like that. So this actually, we found it earlier in the day that day. This this particular find, and um, he was kind of looking at this part of the room that I haven't seen, and this part of the room had like, just like. In his defense, like books that were just like garbage. Yeah, it was a book bin and a shoe bin. Yeah, and a some shoe Thomas bin. Kincaid stuff. And, and there wasn't like there was just some weird stuff here and there, like some glassware that was like arbitrary at best. Yeah. Like it was just kind of random. And he was like, "Yeah, that's over there. It's all garbage." I looked at those three. Those three behind me are fucking garbage. Yeah, I immediately turned around after he said garbage, and I it couldn't have been more than a minute. It couldn't have been more than a minute. <laughs> it was quick. And then I go like, what's this? What's that? Everything's garbage over here. I come up with a cross-stitch cross house, a haunted house that is like, I don't know, how tall do you think this is? It's close to two feet, but... In my defense, it wasn't the roof. It comes apart. The roof comes apart. It's meant to hold something, but yeah, I wasn't. I wasn't aware that it was two pieces. I just thought it was some smashed because it wasn't as three D as this yeah. now. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> it was, was pretty smashed up. You actually, if you see the cover art, that's what I'm holding in it. But um, we've got like at least twenty visible pumpkins on this. But it's like uh, the cross stitching patterns that you just take like yarn. And you sort of like weave, just like weave through little holes to build this this two-story haunted house. And we got like windows. We got ghosts on it. There's we, a porch. and There's a porch. There's a side porch. And there's like a ghost that kind of looks like a puppy jumping up on the chimney. <laughs> and I originally, honestly, what I thought this was, and maybe I was just like a little stoned at the time. I can't really re- recall. I thought it was like a Kleenex box holder. It's it looks a lot like one would, but just kind of supersized. Yeah, so I thought maybe you put a closed Kleenex box in there, and then the top Kleenex box you you leave open, and then you just close it up, and then when you want to leave a uh, want to get a, a tissue out of it, you just take the top off. You pull it out of the chimney. But clearly, it's just something you put a light in. There's a hole in the back, yeah, that you would run an electrical cord. I think it's supposed to be, I've seen, because my Nana did a lot of this cross-stitching when I was growing up, and it's like oh, okay. the the windows illuminate. So I think it, what it's meant to be is almost like one of the uh, like the old candles. Like an illuminary type of Yeah, deal. where you put like the candle bulb in there that lights up, you know, like mm-hmm. the, uh, the old fake candles that people put okay. in their windows. Okay, that would make a lot more sense I than think, something you plug in. I think it holds one of those kind of things. And I actually have a spare one. We can test it out later on. That would be really fantastic for me. I would to love do. to see that thing lit up. I uh-huh. have one. I'll give. I'll give it to you. Remind nice. me. Okay. Well, I think I'm actually going to give that to my sister for her birthday. I will give her the candle that I have that goes along with it. Okay. As my contribution to her birthday present. But the house itself is really cool. And and I don't know that this would be a piece that be valuable or any way. But I can't think of another time that you would actually find something like this because it looks one of a kind. It was made someone made this so, and that would that's the kind of thing that would take any even somebody who was experienced hours and hours to do because mm-hmm. every little one of those guys is cut out individually sewn individually and they might be five ten minutes but mm-hmm. when you piece all of that together goodness you got a whole haunted house on your hands it's a whole damn haunted house and the uh so the reason why we named it find of the day was just because that it, it's you know, you're not gonna find another. That's that's the thing with the uniqueness of it. Some things might be worth more money, but yeah. like 
this is it's got nostalgia built in with my nana and yep. your love of Halloween and it yep. just it complements everything and it goes along really well with the other piece. Mm-hmm. The other piece I had found uh, a little bit earlier, and it was actually on a shelf. So what the places I go to look at shit. There's barely anything on shelves because, like, you just go and just, like, dig through, you know, just, like, clothes and dirt and grime. You know, like, the, the record that we found, we salvaged it, but it was all mold. That one was mold. There's been a couple that you find, like, in boxes. Like, I found Provocative Percussion from 1959 in a yeah. box. For the most part, most of that stuff doesn't make it to a shelf. Nobody cares. Yeah. So, this actually was on a shelf in the store. And it was a skeleton sitting on a casket jewelry box. It's all ceramic. It is a really good piece. And I don't give a shit about Halloween in sure. general. Or, like, I am I get scared. I watched the trailer for The Babadook, and I had a nightmare. Not, yeah. I'm not, just not, horror is not my thing. That's too much, yeah. I appreciate it, but it's just not my thing. Yeah. This is really, really fantastic. Yeah. And it's like it's a skeleton, and it's sort of like chilling on this this casket, and it's wearing like sort of like this robe. So you'd have to think that it potentially could be a female. You never it's know. A, yeah, it's a very sexy skeleton. Yeah, and um, not that I believe that jewelry boxes have a gender, but like you assume it was a jewelry box, so it was made for a lady. Um, but we both were trying to take a look at what this could possibly be and on the bottom of it um here let me flip it around here's what it sounds like anyway it's heavy it's like it's a solid ceramic piece it was molded but yeah and on the bottom we think we're not really sure but i i kind of looked up uh something about it that i that i thought i found interesting but i think it says m-o-w-l-i-f-e mile life molds and that's only a possibility because it's really it's really foggy the under glare here on the bottom makes it really hard it's got like a sheen whatever they glossed it with on the bottom is really hard to see the, yeah the depressed lettering and the the date we don't know if it says like 1960 1980 i know there was a thought that maybe 1989 so we're not really sure what era it's from so this thing could actually be very old can't find any or much information on it but it's it's a really good looking piece and i was looking at pieces like this not it but like this and they go from like 20 all the way to 60 dollars so there's really no way of telling what this i don't think could that be it, worth i mean that's the kind of piece where if it's the right person it's it's a great like i love I, it i love it and yeah. i don't care for any of the stuff that it involved but yeah it's, it's just really a good solid nice find and, and like it's etched in here so maybe by like it seems like you know when you kind of like straighten a paper clip and use it as like a little like tool or something uh, the word Rheinbolt, R-H-I-N-E-B-O-L-T, Rheinbolt, is written on the bottom. So I was kind of like cross-referencing through a, a couple of different platforms like Rheinbolt and stuff like that. I couldn't find anything on it, but molds of that era that were talking 60s, they could be up to 60 bucks. So if it's from the 60s, it could be that. If it's a little bit later, usually the eras, the, the later on the the more inexpensive that its value is. but And that's another thing. I don't think you're going to find another one of those. No, I think that's one of the things, a lot like the yeah. haunted house, where like 
there might be one somewhere out there. Yeah. But the likelihood that you ever see that second one of it yeah. is slim to none. Mm-hmm. You run across one and you're done. And now I put like my hair ties in it. Um, I actually have in it uh, a. This was another find. A a a Steelers belt buckle that was handmade. A leather the, Steelers belt buckle. A le- a leather Steelers belt buckle from the seventies. Um, I have my patch collection in here, but that'd be unfair to talk about because these weren't thrifted. But I have my patch collection in here, my hair ties. Which now you can iron on to everything. Yeah, I could iron on because actually in this trip, I got an iron. Not a find of the day, but just no, a very practical purchase. Just a very practical purchase. And when I start off the show, you know, it's just items I could utilize in my life. So I've got this, I got this iron for like a buck. And I actually yeah. started. I ironed on a cool little uh, patch to my green hat, which I thrifted the green hat. See, it's just you get shit, and sometimes it's obscure, yeah. nonsensical mm-hmm. Jeff Goldblum hang gliding, and sometimes you're like, I could actually use this. Yeah. Well, uh, that pretty much like wraps it up for today. We got through some media. Uh, down the road, there's still some stuff that we could take a look at that we have found in the past here, but uh, I want to give a special thanks to Cutters for their track Fade to Black off their EP, Both Neither. Check out Cutters at cuttersmusic.bandcamp.com. Search Cutters on uh, Facebook. They're actually uh, doing some recording, I've noticed. So some new stuff is, is coming out, uh, heading your way. Um, tell them you heard them on Thrifty Podcasts. I appreciate it, and they probably will too. Also for Bluff's Alternative Reality off the album with the same name, which is the theme to our show for many reasons. You could check it out at stevebearers.bandcamp.com. Steve Bears is spelled Steve, B-E-R-E-S, bandcamp.com. And if you want to th- me to thrift something for you, I'm always up for the challenge. I'm still waiting for your emails. Uh, I spell challenge. I am S-O-S-A-D. That's a joke. Email me at thriftypodcast at yahoo.com. And yes, I still use Yahoo. From Josh, last call Larkin, I, I uh, hope that uh, you, you make uh, my guy on WWE 2K16 a success. We'll get around to that, yeah. I hope I hope it brings gold your way, but I know that uh, you bring gold to the listeners. Uh, right? That was uh, a good... Uh, that was there. Oh, uh, now we got part three. So. Yeah, it was there. Yeah. But uh, thanks for listening, everybody. Remember, subscribe wherever you get your podcast from because I'll be doing this once a week, and it gets me out of the house. Thanks, everybody. Good night. <laughs>